Welcome back to the pod. Merry Christmas. My name's Kenny. Here with my co-host, Matt. Feliz Navidad. Hosise. You know what that means? That's Greek. Or how are you, bitches? <laughs> What's up, guys? Merry Christmas. Christmas episode. Um, so yeah. Uh, what did you what does Kenny want for Christmas? What does Kenny want for Christmas? That the world needs to know. A wish list that I know I'm not getting, but it's just because it's unattainable um, in California. I, I want a 2011, a Staccato P2011. It's a handgun. Mm. It's about $3,000. Mm. And you can't buy them in California. So you could, could you drive there, get it, come back? Not legally. There, there are loopholes. In California, they have something called the interfamilial transfer, which is one way to get it. And they have uh, a, a police officers in California can buy any handgun. And if they choose that they don't want that handgun anymore, they can sell it after they've owned it. And they're allowed to do that, I think, up to two, maybe three times per year. So what you're saying is you need someone on the podcast who's a police officer. Yeah, but you're going to give them the money. They need to buy it. Then say they don't want it and, and then, sell it back to you. But anybody that buys a staccato wants a staccato. So. But they don't have the cash, but you're paying them. You have to be a cop you trust. Yeah. And they can't find any of those. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, we like the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot at our gyms. Uh, a ton. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like a 2011. Hmm. Uh, what I would like for Christmas is I would like, you got like a Corvette. One of these days I'm going to get one of those. Yeah. Been wanting one of those for a while. Um, those new C8s are kind of gangster. They're kind of gangster. God. They're so nice. They're a good looking car. So I definitely want one of those. That's not happening this year. Um, it might happen this year. Who knows, dude? Uh, I was looking into chains for like necklaces. I was looking into watches. I'm kind of trying to get into watches. I, started, I like the watch. My wife got me a nice watch last year. Um, the, to me, it's like hard to think about what you want for Christmas. I want my kids to have a good Christmas. Yeah. So like I kind of ball out December to remember. I'm always trying to get... And right now, this elf, this elf, yeah. did you do the elf thing here? Yeah. Trudy's floating around here somewhere. <laughs> My elf brings gifts every day. Yeah. 25 gifts. My wife's like, I, you know, we did the like, oh, I drew on your face or like, oh, I pooped in Skittles or whatever. Yeah. She's over that. She's like, I feel like the elf should bring her something every day, a little trinket. And then big Christmas. I'm like, that's more presents. <laughs> So, yeah, the elf has been bringing toys every day. My kid's obsessed with little things. Squishies. Ro squishies, rocks. She's into, like, mm. different rocks, leaves. If she we're out and about, she always she's always holding on to something. It's been since she was a baby. So my wife got her an advent calendar that has, like, a different rock or crystal in it for every day. Mm. And, like, what kind of a rock, it, you know, she pulls it out. She's like, oh, look, it's a tiger tiger quartz. And she's like super into these rocks and whatnot she's got a whole stack of them and she wants to make jewelry out of them and all kinds of stuff okay that's better than the freaking having calendar uh that got my <laughs> tm on the freaking group <laughs> chat we talked about that uh, i thought you were going to talk about thurman merman and uh, his advent calendar yeah yeah so i don't there's not really much i really want for christmas you know obviously i've like health and you know wealth and you know whatever man yeah Get wife's butt in the air more i don't know <laughs> I am um, it's all good I my, my life's pretty good I'm pretty blessed and I'm very fortunate 
I think this dog comes and sits with me at the podcast now. It's like my new thing. <laughs> What's it, Charlie? Charlie. Hey, Charlie. How's it going? Anyways. <laughs> and Charlie doesn't like people, supposedly. No. No, he's a, he's an antisocial dog. So the fact that two episodes in a row, three episodes in a row now, he's just sat up there with you. It's pretty trippy. <laughs> it's the new it's the new thing. Uh, so let's get into some talks here. Uh, best stocky stuffer ideas for friends and family who train. I, so, um, this is for you ladies who, if you have a guy who trains or you dudes who are listening, if you chick yeah. who trains, and if you do have a chick who trains and you're not training, get in the class guys. Finger tape. I feel like you can't ever have enough finger tape. Some mm. people don't tape their fingers. I'm a finger tape. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I can never have enough. One roll makes me through like maybe a week. So I am, I used, I have finger taped. Um, my wife bought me a thing for stocking a bunch uh-huh. of finger tape and I thought that was a pretty good idea. Uh, you know, I used it, but then I never bought any more. So I'm not a guy who likes to finger tape too much, but it, that's definitely a good stocking stuffer. Um, defense soap, defense soap, not a sponsor yet. Yeah. Um, defense soap is good. Yeah. Um, anything like that. If you're going to buy, uh, uh, like uh, something like a gi yeah. for your husband or for your wife. What do you recommend and what don't you recommend? <sighs> Go find, buy the right size. Because returning gis is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, especially some people don't even allow it. Yeah. So definitely make sure you're buying the right size. Um, and then I would say if it's a gift... Unless you really know this person like super well, what they're into gi wise, stick with the traditional black, white, or blue color. Black, white, or blue. Don't get them the fucking bright red with the mm. yellow piping on yeah, it. Yeah, don't or, give them the Ken or the freaking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Goku color gi. Yeah. Uh, Unless they've made mention like, oh, I really want this, but it's going to sell out, or you know what I mean? Something like that. Don't, don't just buy them traditional color because I don't know. My my wife bought me a gi. She bought me a really nice Moya gi when I first started jujitsu years ago, and I was a white belt, and I don't like wearing white gi with white belt, so I just I never wore it, and uh, so she always gave me shit like you you hate the gi I bought. You know it's dope. I just didn't want to wear it with a white belt, and then I made the mistake of like it was too long, and I could have shrunk it more. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna tailor the sleeves, and we have a sewing machine and whatnot. I'll just do it here. And sewing gi material is way different than like anything else. So I cut the sleeves, and you know we were gonna like him it up but then the way that geese sleeves taper mm-hmm. when i cut it back like an inch and a half now it was like a wizard wizard sleeve and i'm like i can't do that so <laughs> wizard yeah so i was like fuck this so i, I basically i ruined uh, a really dope gi that she bought me a couple years ago and i'm super bummed because it would look so dope now as a blue belt i uh i you know i personally i'm always been a quantity over quality guy so like say there's these key brands out there that are like $300. Mm-hmm. You know, these big brands, these Moyes, these showy rolls, you can spend a lot of money. I'd rather have $250 geese. Yeah. And yeah. then one gee, that's two gifts. Right. That's sweet. Because if you guys in the jiu-jitsu, he's training more than one a week. Yeah. So now he's got his geese, two geese he probably already has, and you just hooked number two more. Now just he's got four collection. You, just yeah. hooked, you just hooked him up with a nice little... You know, get them two geese at a lower price rather than one really expensive gi. Right. To right. me, I feel like that is smart. Shameless plug for, uh, you know, uh, homies of the pod, um, a La Malavita custom rash guard. 
Those are cool. Would be dope for the holidays. Their name on it. Maybe there's a school on the back. You could even like put something on the shoulder. Like don't fuck with him. It's my man. Yeah. Or, <laughs> That's my dick Antonio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything you want on there. Those custom rash guards. Yeah. So these Santa hats, by the way, we just got hooked up. Your wife brought us Santa hats for the Christmas episode, which you know, your boy loves Christmas. Um, are going to look really, really funny if we do some real motivational clips here that get a lot of shares. And it's just <laughs> people want to share it so bad. And they're just like, these dudes are in Santa hats? So we, every we real... Inspirational Christmas reels. <laughs> every reel that I, we make out of this yeah. is going to have Christmas music to it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that right now. And I'm not holding back. I'm holding Mariah Carey. I'm bringing out freaking... Uh, all the bangers are coming. Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. Freaking wham. <laughs> <laughs> They're all coming out, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I would say uh, you know, more um, stocking stuff or just gift idea stuff in general. I think a lot of um, recovery shit gets overlooked. Mm. So like um, my wife and I bought this cupping system from Amazon. I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks. And it was just like a cup, a bunch of cups and pumps. And we like do cupping on each other's backs and whatnot. Two girls. Coming? Uh, slightly different. A little <laughs> less shitty. <laughs> a little shitty. Okay. Um, but I, if you're into recovery and whatnot, you've ever had massage with cupping or whatnot. Cupping's the shit. Um, those, uh, you see them on Amazon. You see them at like Walmart and, and Dick's Sporting Goods and whatnot. Those, they look like a, a double hook. It's like a, in the shape of an S. And it's got like balls on the end of it and whatnot. You can put them in your back and really like dig into the muscles. I've Those had are- cupping done one time and it was fantastic. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I had all these like circles on my body. It looked like a squid for a couple of days. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, the girl who did it to me passed away. Oh. Uh, and it wasn't Ron. <laughs> but Ron didn't kill her. <laughs> Ron didn't kill her. But, oh you know, it, this girl did pass away, unfortunately. And she did a great job. Um, RIP to her. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Cupping set. So, and then we've got like a Theragun type thing. Um, and, uh, you know what I bought when I, I was having these, um, this gnarly sciatic issue for a long time for like a couple months. It was bad. And I went to a, a chiropractor, which I'm normally not my thing, but I, you know, my wife really talked me into it. I was like, fuck it. I'll go. And it sure shit. Dude fixed it. Like within a couple of days after leaving, it was gone. But he put me on this thing called a tens machine. You ever tens unit? Yeah. Yeah. So I bought like a portable one from Amazon. It's like cheap. It's like 30 bucks or something like that. Comes with like four pads and I'll just stick that on and I'll just crank it up as, as you know, as high as I can like physically stand. Right. Dude, the shit. Tense units are sick. Yeah. Definitely a good gift. That's a great gift. Um, yeah. I think recovery stuff is overlooked. Compression shorts. Yeah. Like a lot of you, I know you're buying them the three pack of fucking target underwear right. and all that kind of shit. But hey, buy him some nice compressions for under his fucking no geeks his kits. Those are overlooked. So compression shorts, that'd be good. Wrist tape. Um, uh, a new belt. And I'm not saying a new rank. Yeah. But um, if there's better quality belts than the belts that they have. Oh. Use your promotions. You're going to get like a, you know, no slate to them, but you're going to get a breakpoint gi, right. a breakpoint belt, and it's not going to be a high quality belt. So yeah. like upgrade your belt. If you get new promoted, upgrade your belt to something nice for your stripes on it. Right. And also don't be afraid to put stripes on it. If you've already had those stripes, like the professor really doesn't give a shit. Yeah. We talked, um, about, we talked that. about that before, but um, say you say you, your significant other is like three stripes. 
or right. four stripes on his current belt. Well, I mean, he can't wear it yet, but buy him the new color belt and the badass one. So right. It's already on deck. Right. There's no problem in having the belt ready to go. I did that. I had, I bought uh, as a as a present. I knew belt promotions are coming up. I knew I was probably going to get a blue belt. I bought a level black gi and a level black blue blue belt. And I said, I cannot have this until I hit blue belt. And then when I got my blue belt, I opened it up and I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's yeah. called visualizing what's coming. Yeah. And that's good. Vision board, baby. Um, What do we got? The balance of training and life around the holidays can be tough because a lot of in-laws and people are visiting. Right. And if you have a job like mine where it's super busy, right? Uh, like it's hard to get into freaking classes when you're during the holidays. Um, but I mean, and then kids go on vacation and they're home and it ruins your freaking morning training because now you have kids with you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that can get thrown into it. You just got to get it in when you can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu kind of slows. Like, Nogi World is over now. It's gi season, thank God. But uh, it's like, you know, it kind of slows down there in the holidays. So you just kind of, like, there'll be some more open mats and, like, gyms are, like, you know what I mean? You just kind of kind of squeak one in when you can. Sometimes you can't train a lot during the holidays. But I think that it goes on based on what job you have. You could do things, too, at, at home um, to kind of, like, supplement some of that training and whatnot. I mean, fuck, work out, do a kettlebell workout or something like that. Like, keep, like try to stay in shape, you know what I mean? Don't just slack off for three weeks during the holidays and come you're gonna you can if you want but you're gonna regret that shit when you go back to what about like what are your thoughts on like bringing your kid to jujitsu yeah train it depends on the age you know what i mean i used to bring my daughter i haven't brought my son yet but i used to bring my daughter and i'd she'd be even a little carrier and i'd set it on the edge of the mat not not on the edge of the mat but like off the mat but like on the side right there right i'd freaking put some music on for her right and I'd be like, this is my square right here. This is where I'm going to be the whole day. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm rolling and my rolls aren't as good because every two seconds I'm looking over like, what's she doing? Right. But like, you know, oh, well, you're a higher belt. Of course you can like look while you're rolling. But like, I'm like, at least I'm getting my training in. Right. It's not quality training. Now my daughter will go, let's give her an iPad. She'll go and she'll just be on her thing playing her games. Yeah. Coolest thing though, I saw she was not watching the iPad. She was watching her dad roll. That's cool. And like completely invested. Yeah. And really into it. And so like she really wants to train. It's going down this year, guys. Hell yeah. Then I get her a gi, little nickname on the back, pink, whatever. I don't I, care. I took my kid to an open mat once at uh, Dedicated and Zach was there. And Zach is one of the kids' teachers. Um, so he knows my daughter well. And uh, she brought a gi as well, just in case. You know, I didn't know if any kids were going to show up or anything like that. There's a lot of kids at her school, so. No, nobody did. But then Zach like got her dressed in her gi, and he like did some little play roles with her and whatnot. And she was all stoked on it. Zach so. ain't got his purple belt yet, right? No, he's what we're warning you about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, Zach, wait till that purple belt energy yeah. comes. Yeah, oh. Zach's the one I'm warning you guys about. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. Like the guy, oh, you mean the purple? Hey, Zach's the kid. <laughs> that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, he's so good with kids, and oh, he's <laughs> he helps so and so so much. And next thing you know, he's also shredded as fuck. Right. That's the that's the purple belt energy I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the purple belt that'll get you in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll fuck you up. Yeah. And he's like 23 or 20. No. Or 18. Fucking 18. Oh. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Right there. 
So <laughs> shout out Zach. Shout out Zach. Uh, <laughs> that's the energy you're going to fear for if your chick is training and you're not, or if your chick's taking your kid to jujitsu and you never go watch your kid do jujitsu and like claim your chick. Yeah. Well, there's your problem. If, if, if that's you, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. So <laughs> yeah, probably not. You're probably like, no, I'm you're at not class, even catching dude. this warning. I'm at class. Um, <laughs> What were we talking about? I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, just training around holidays. Yeah, that's it. Like, just, you know, you might have to take your kid. You might have to, like, you know, fit it in when you can. You might have to, like, train at a buddy's garage who's got mats. Or, right. like, there's just going to be different things, you know? So, you're just going to have to be, like, kind of fluent with, or flu like, be water, be fluid yeah. with your training. Because it's not going to be as scheduled as it normally would be. Um. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Eye-catching and effective takedowns and submissions you can pull on your drunk uncle after he's been running his mouth at the Christmas dinner table. <laughs> okay. Um, Eye-catching because you want to impress your family. You know what I mean? You don't want to head and arm the guy. No. Because they're going to be like, what happened? He just looked like he was hugging him, and then he just went to sleep. I mean, the hip toss. Yeah. 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 If if you see Uncle uh, cigar, Uncle you know, Frank whoop. flying through the air, you know that that's good. Um, yeah. uh, you know, a rear naked's always good because you can almost like have it and then like talk shit. But you want to make at, a statement at dinner? Put him to sleep. Yeah. Oh, Don't yeah. expect a tap. Yeah. Is, if he's wearing a Christmas sweater, hit him with the bow and arrow. Oh, bow and arrow in a Christmas sweater. If he's uh, wearing, a, oh, dude. Oh yeah. Well, ho ho sleep. <laughs> oh yeah. Ho ho night night, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this definitely, you know, uh, arm drag to the back, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you don't want to pull guard. No, don't pull guard on your uncle. Who's yeah. like, are you doing that pajama dancing? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're pulling guard. I wrestled in high school. You're, yeah. You know, hey, no. you, know you know what? Know, you know what? Duck under, maybe shoot a, a solid single on him. High cross If you single. wrestled in high school, you might want to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. He might not have wrestled since high school though, too. So he might know, but he probably doesn't have the speed there anymore. He also might be front heavy at this point. I'm so. fucking scared shitless of my uncle. Yeah. I have an uncle and he's been the superior alpha of the Vegas side for years. And there are legit stories of my uncle just running through dudes, no putting shit. hands on them at like bars and shit. And just as they come one by one, just taking them all out. Did you tell him you knocked out a minimal militia guy? I don't know if he knows that, <laughs> uh, but like, I got, I've got a notch on my belt, but no, but <laughs> I don't like, know if you know this, but, but he's uh, like, got like folklore stories. No shit. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm a black belt now, you know? Yeah. Like, I fucking like, he's 52. Yeah. Like you also, like, you also did a little MMA too. So you did some you, fighting. Yeah. You know? you That's like, Hey man, I'm here. But like, I just heard these stories my whole life. Yeah. He's still like, and he shredded. Oh no shit. He's still great shape. He's like, the fucking alpha of the Vegas. Yeah. Like, there's no debate. Play pro baseball, whatever. He's a fucking gangster. I'm like, I don't know. I might not. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bark up that tree. Period. I'm not going to chat. That one, we're never going to find out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't fucking pull guard on him. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't fucking, I don't know, man. I have to throw some like hot potatoes in his face or some <laughs> shit first. But I ain't messing with him. I don't have, I don't have any uncles. I, uh, well, anymore. Um, my dad is, um, aside from being a giant piece of shit, he's the only boy. He has uh, three sisters, and none of them are, one of them's married, but, 
And then I've got on uh, my mom's side, she oh, both her, her older brothers have passed away. So I, I got no Vega origin story. My dad fought my uncle. Brothers. My dad's the older brother. Oh, really? My uncle will be getting the best of them. Uh-huh. My dad bit his finger off. <laughs> my uncle's got nine. Shut the fuck. Swear. That's the <laughs> truth. That's the truth. My uncle's uncle digits. Got, my uncle's got nine, dude. <laughs> and he'll put that fucking little that little fucking strong hand on your chin real fucking quick. <laughs> He's got nine. Bit it real bad. Got it really infected. They had to take it off. He didn't, oh. like, he didn't like bite it off and <laughs> spit it out. Like. <laughs> but like bit it so bad that it got infected and freaking. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, crazy dude. I got some crazy stories. <laughs> I got a brother on death row. Yeah, stepbrother on death row. I got freaking my dad bit my uncle's finger off. I just grew up in a real domestic Dicey. problem of a fucking situation <laughs> growing up as a kid. But look at me now. I'm out here doing the BJJ Balance podcast, and I'm wearing a freaking Santa hat. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do with your geese um, after you receive some new Christmas geese? Well, it depends. So. I'm going to like keep, I don't like to get rid of my geese. Really? I probably sitting on almost 20 geese now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, and see, Kenny just gave me a duffel bag. Yeah. Yeah. I had 11 and I'm like, I wear four to five of them. You know what I mean? I probably wear like three a week. Kenny just gave me a, literally a duffel bag full of geese. I give you three geese. That don't fit me that yeah. I got to find for people. So yeah. 6 a.m. boys, if you hit me up. On Wednesday, there's some A3s. I got some A3s that with light use or whatever. I got geese. They're in great shape. Great shape geese. Great that shape. if you guys want to like, we're just looking for some extra gear. So yeah, hit me up because I can't wear A3, not yet, anyways. Yeah, but uh, no, I I don't like to get rid of my stuff. Do you? So you can. You're the kind of guy who can get rid of stuff. I can't get rid of shit. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of room, dude. It's, I just. I got a hoarding. Problem. There's yeah. a little hoarder gene in there. Because yeah. it's like, even if like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I could have an Xbox and I break one of my controllers because I get mad because there's no way that I did not kill him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I lit his ass up like a fucking Christmas tree, pun intended. And he's still alive and I died. Yeah. Bull, and I break the controller because I just get freaking, the only time you'll ever see me really, like, rage mad is video games. And, like... I'll keep that broken controller. I can't even get rid of the broken controller. I put I'm, tape on it. I like video games. This is a known fact. I'm not a rager. My dad. So I grew up playing video games with my dad. My dad <laughs> kicked me out of his house one time. I was probably 23, 24. MLB, the show came out on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Took it over to his house. And I think we played the first game. It was like just kind of teaching him how to play. You know what I mean? He, he's always played video games. So he's, and he likes sports games. So I was like, you know, let's just get used, get used to the game. I, I was beating him like, like seven to two or something like that in mm-hmm. baseball. So we're like, we restarted the game. So now you understand to play? Yeah, cool. Okay, let's start over. So I ended up beating, now I'm like actually playing. I beat him like 10 to one. We didn't even finish the game. Eighth inning, he rips the disc out of the PlayStation, puts it in the case, throws the case at me on the couch and goes, get the fuck out of my house. Kicked me out of his house proceeds to call me on my cell phone as I'm leaving his house and just talking shit to me, disowning me as a son. That's some fatherly bonding, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fist fought my dad once. I've never, I've had him come at me with a wrench. 
my dad came at me. He had like, I had a car that I was using at a Mustang in high school. And my dad fucking uh, was like, I need to borrow the car. I'm like, this is my car. But it was like, actually, it was my grandfather's car. Okay. I was like, this is what I drive. She's like, well, I have cars broke down. I need to use it. And I'm like, no, oh, dude, you seniority me on my car. Like, whatever, dude. And so I was carless. So I had my girlfriend at the time. We're just driving around her Dodge Ram. And I see my Mustang at the Carl's Jr. parking lot. And I see a fucking tweaker ass hammock girl driving it. One, no. of, my, one of my dad's girls. Oh. And I'm like, the fuck? And so, like, we follow her. He goes, she goes home. She parks it. Classic my family. Keys are always under the mat or up in the freaking dashboard. Nothing's ever locked. It's ranch life. I'm like, park here, park here. I get out. I steal the car back. Take it home. Didn't tell him? Didn't tell him. He comes up there with two dudes and is like, you want to go to the dentist? And he's like, and like, like literally throws down. So he comes at me. I sidestep. I'm throwing him into some rose bushes. We start fucking scrumbling. Some guy who's going to freaking has a ranch. One of his buddies going to hit me at the ranch. And then my other cousin what fought him fuck? and we had just full on brawl with my dad and his, some of his tweaker buddies. Good times. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. I was, uh, I, I was, was like, what about a hug, man? You gonna <laughs> throw me a hug every once in a while rather than freaking, we're just gonna throw hands at each other. Like whatever, dude. I was in my dad's garage. All my tools were at my dad's house and I was in my dad's garage working on my Harley, putting some bars on and my cousin's there with me and, um, shout out Keith. He watches the pod. And we're sitting there and my dad comes out in the garage and he's wearing like, like DTD, like fucking like underwear, like not boxers, not boxer briefs, like underwear, underwear, but they were like, like aqua blue color or whatever. Oh, and my, not like white PP stain no, underwear. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I don't know, like some Calvin Klein fucking like just, but kind of feminine. You know what I mean? So he pops his head out into the garage and he's saying something and my cousin just starts dying laughing. And <laughs> So I'm laughing because he's laughing and my cousin looked and he's like, well, my dad does not like people making fun of him or anything. He's got a real like ego problem. So he starts, what the fuck's your problem? Blah, blah, blah. And my cousin says something about what's up with your fucking dot that I right now. And my step or my dad, my stepdad, my dad freaks out. And because I'm laughing, he picks one of the a, a 12 millimeter wrench off of the bench and comes at me, not my cousin who said the shit. But because I'm laughing so hard, now he feels like his ego's extra bruised. And he's like in my face with this wrench. You want to you wanna go, motherfucker? Get in the front yard. He's trying to fight me in the front yard. I'm like, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> and I'm sitting there I'm like, I don't want to fight my dad in his front yard in his underwear. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, it's hard to put hands on your father, dude. Because you're like, dude, he's my dad. He's going to kick my ass. What the fuck? But then you realize, oh, you ain't been fucking in the weight room every day like me after school. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're in trouble, dude. This yeah. is not. <laughs> he knew that day that was trouble. Yeah, that was the the end of it. Did, yeah. well, did, was that the end of the shit? Yeah, after I freaking uchied him into the dam. So there's your answer. Yeah, the uchimata. Like I fucking and I didn't even know what that was. I fucking just came at me and I freaking sized up, hip tossed him right over, right into some rose pre jujitsu mat doing some uh, dude, judo. Literally, probably four months between knocking that guy out. Like your boy was just putting. I was just doing things like at 19. Yeah. Just became a fighter all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe that's just like preacher. I was like, yeah, I got to get myself into some combat. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's my, that's my story that I definitely, if you're going to fight your relative, you got to make it, got to make it good. You got to make your mom cry. 
You got to make like, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be a real thing. Like it's got to be unforgettable. Like it's not going to be fun now. Right. It's going to be you're horrible, but like five years from now, it's going to be a good story. It's going to be a great story. I, yeah. I took my wife to the car wash last year. Uh huh. We're driving. I opened the window. Not funny then <laughs> at all. In the, she gets sprayed in the, your window or hers? Hers. What the fuck? Oh, I opened the mic. oh on no, purpose? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing's going. Oh, she's just getting whipped in the face. <laughs> mad, mad. What the fuck? Roll it back up. <laughs> I don't know. And I've never done that before. So I don't know if the water was hot or not. So we were just kind of playing it wasn't, right? <laughs> So like I was like, I remember like drying my car chemical after, burns. I remember drying my car off after doing this and it's never like hot water. So I'm like, I'm assuming it's not. So I just opened the window on her, like probably for like two seconds, three seconds, <laughs> ten seconds, whatever. Like it just lit her up and she was pissed and she's still kind of mad about it. <laughs> but like the other day we brought it up. I was like, remember that time at the car wash? I freaking opened the, and then like she's like yeah, she kind of laughed. And my daughter thinks it's hilarious because she was in the back seat. She thought it was funny. So like, it's a good story. So it's like, yeah, make it memorable. If you're going to fight your uncle, make it memorable. <sighs> my wife would literally murder. My, my wife, her great, great, great grandmother. Died in a car wash? Tell me. No. She had, <laughs> she had like eight husbands. Oh, hell yeah. Because they all died. Oh, Black Widow. There's new, she has newspaper articles. My wife has newspaper clippings. You can literally visit her at the fucking Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. <laughs> She's the story. She's the lady up top. That she, cuts got, the, she got the highest kill streak imaginable. <laughs> my mom's married five times. A lot of her husbands passed away too. Yeah. Three of them. Three of five. Questionable. Hers were all questionable. Hers were all the farmhands ended up killing the husbands. Uh-huh. Like after another, after another, after another. Yeah, that's not questionable, man. Yeah, no, nobody's questioning that. So that's that's what's in my wife's DNA. So okay, yeah, yeah, if I open a car window on her, I'm for sure getting stabbed <laughs> in my sleep. Yeah, my wife hated me for a while for that, dude. That was a that was a, but I knew I was playing long game on that. <laughs> You're like this is gonna pay off and it's gonna be funny someday. I was like, we already hooked up last night. I know we ain't getting a double day. You're gonna hook up <laughs> with me two days in a row. I was like, I'm set. So. Let's lock it in. <laughs> this is going to be funny. Uh, fuck. Well, we got questions wise. <laughs> Ronzilla grappling. Ron killed the guy. <laughs> That's what, every time he writes something, I want to write that. Uh, what do you What do you think about catch wrestling and sambo? I think it's cool. I think any martial art is great. Yeah. I think all martial arts were developed to be better than someone who doesn't do martial arts. I think like if you're doing high kicks and karate, those are probably good when you're back in the medieval days when you're kicking horses, people off horses and shit. I think, you know, catch wrestling is just wrestling and grappling. It's all the same. It's just what area of the world were you taught or where were you learning it at from yeah. a specific time? Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of catch wrestling type stuff. Um, when it's like, when it comes to like pressure and, you know, laying people down on my fucking fist or putting my freaking shins on the back of their um, calves and stuff like that. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff like guys like Josh Burnett were like a big influence on like guys. I watch move sets from win ADCC or some shit like that. Josh Burnett has won a lot of stuff. I know he's the first person to tap out freaking Dean Lister in 16 years. Yeah. It's like, just like, you know, does the bulldog choke and stuff like that. So like, there's a lot of stuff that I like catch wrestling. Sambo good for, it was big in legs. Leg attacks. Yeah. So like 
to say that to shit on that stuff would be stupid because all that stuff is effective. Look at Khabib. Khabib. Look at Fedor. Fedor is yeah. a Sambo guy. Arguably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So the shit on Sambo would be dumb. The shit on wrestling would be dumb. I'm not a small-minded I think person where I'm like, jiu-jitsu only. Right, no, it's right. just not who I am. I think they're all interconnected to an extent. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm I, willing to bet it's somehow that you could trace the origins back to uh, like early, like, you know, uh, Greece, that style wrestling, and somehow maybe that made its way to Japan or something like that. I and mean, there's a lot of like, right, you know, travel. Trade, it's like travel I'm not going to shit on judo because right. I like only jujitsu is the best. Like I know right. jujitsu comes from judo. I'm just now starting to get. Uh, is, I don't know. Watch what you say. It, no, no, no. I'm saying. Does anybody have any match? Does Kenny? anybody have any like book recommendations on like maybe like the. Um, like origins of jujitsu from the judo aspect oh, or anything like that. Kenny up in the DMs. Don't hit me up in DMs because yeah. I don't give a fuck. I I, I don't mind reading. <laughs> I don't read. Yeah, I don't read, dude. I'm unfor- unless it's got pictures. <laughs> I don't even proofread the subtitles when I freaking post my fucking when I put freaking words on my I freaking 100% reels. Do that. I'm like, ah, whatever, dude. They'll figure it out. <laughs> it's like, that is not. That's not os at all. <laughs> Uh, the, um, the subtitles, uh, in the video video editing software that I use, it's like a AI type thing. It always spells jujitsu wrong. So I have to go back and correct jujitsu all the time. Mm. Is there anything I should say different instead of jujitsu? No. the job easier? No, no, it's, it's not hard. You can't just like pick like this word is always this. I would, I, I, I have to look into that. I haven't looked into that at all. Um, question number two from ehip 61. Why is it acceptable and common for people to pronounce the L's in guillotine or guillotine? I think it's just because people, uh, you know, I don't know. People just freaking don't pronounce things right. Matt sent me this question about a week ago. Uh, yeah, tell I, me. You had a deep I, intake I, on it. Because my man a, is a nerd. I wrote him a fucking dissertation. I was like, oh, fuck. I got to read. <laughs> I was like, I'll get to this later, dude. Where's the cliff notes? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Because rolling, rolling double L's are not a part of the English language. English speakers pronounce it wrong, but since it's been pronounced wrong for so long, the wrong pronunciation has been adopted as a correct secondary pronunciation. There you go. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, the English language, like you're you said, welcome, is trash. So, like, people just pronounce things wrong. And plus, things mean multiple things. Like, os means everything. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's kind of like, it's, I don't know, guillotine is how it should be pronounced. Uh, you know what, uh, Tony, uh, our first guest, he wrote me about uh, the origins of Os and how it comes from Japan, uh-huh. and it was Osu, O-S-U, mm-hmm. and it uh, he he gave me like a specific definition of it of like the actual Japanese translation of it, like and meaning. And what does it mean? Fuck yeah! I uh, we could Google it real quick. Um, I think it's like a respect or. Like, I think os means fuck, yeah. Osu meaning in Japanese. Uh, it's a common Japanese word that's often used as a casual greeting similar to saying hello or hi in English. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we just kind of ran with it in the jiu community then. Yeah, early early Japanese origins, it was good morning. Oh, fucking bonjour, good morning from Japan. So imagine your professor doing a move and you're just like, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Guy takes a shit. Good morning. <laughs> I got her number. Good morning. <laughs> Amvi, does the best professor matter or the competitors, practitioners of a gym debating on one of two? What does that mean? 
I I think when I was reading it, I I, I kind of questioned the same thing. Just the 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 structure of the question's a little off. I think he means does the if you have a professor that's like a world champion, does that matter more than like a maybe a professor that's not a world champion but he coaches world champion athletes? I think I think it matters in two different aspects. If you have a world champion professor, you're going to have a lot of good ass training partners, right? I will see. We kind of briefly spoke about this in an older pod, and I not everybody can teach, you know. Um, I mean, even I think if you're a black belt, you may be skilled and you may be a fucking savage, but maybe you're. I think there's people out there like okay, case in point, Danaher. I don't think Danaher has any like world titles under no. his belt, but he's arguably the best jujitsu coach. Yeah, I mean, he's on there. He's in the conversation. He's you're talking right. about. All these guys who have, you know, Kavanaugh and freaking these guys in MMA that have, like, are great coaches. Right. Jackson, Winklejohn, all those um, guys. They're not like. Farasahabi. You know, how many MMA fighters are, perf- are co- good championship coaches, have right. championship guys? Coaching and competing are two different things. Usually the best competitors they are so involved in their own bodies and their own right. journey that they don't have time. But when you feel like guys like even Bill Belichick, he, Bill Belichick for the Pat Patriots, he came out the other day in his interview and I'm not a fan of the Pats, but you know, he said I was playing football my whole life and I realized I wasn't very good for the next level. So I, I didn't want to leave the game. So I got into coaching. There's two different skill sets, coaching and competing or being a high level competitor, two different skill sets. Right. So when you find someone who can do both, then you got yourself a unicorn and that's where you need to be. Fortunately me, you know, shout out to my professor who just won the worlds again, Nogi world champ, ultra right. heavyweight won it again. And he's a great professor. Yeah. Leo Vera, same thing. World champion. Also, great professor. You've done Buchecha seminars. Uh, great teacher. Yeah? Yeah. Great teacher. His, his seminars are freaking awesome. Man. One of the few seminars where I was like, wow. Do you think that's a, a byproduct of just the checkmate lineage? Not to like, you know, Pat. It, I mean, it could be, but like also I've seen Gordon Ryan's seminars and I've seen, they're all, you're going to learn some badass shit from these guys. Yeah. But I also want to know, can these guys show up are they going to want to show up on a saturday morning right to watch you go at 8 50 a.m yeah or are so, they going to be in the ice bath so my um, getting ready for their next fight you know what i mean like my buddy david that we'll eventually have on the pod um he moved to um austin a couple of years ago and he trains at um uh, dan kennedy's um mm-hmm. dan kennedy Tim, Tim kennedy, kennedy school um and the head instructor there it's a gracie humata school uh, the head instructor there is Giancarlo B- uh, Bodoni. Mm-hmm. And so that's his teacher. So he's got a world champion and can't he, beat that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that so and that sparks the question is, you know, we haven't seen Keenan Cornelius competing in a while. Right. Is it because he's so into Legion and he's, is he doing a lot more? See, I don't ever go to Legion. I know guys who go there sometimes cross train. Yeah. I've never been. So I don't know how it is in his classes. I see a lot of guys teaching classes for his gym, uh-huh. but like, is it maybe he's so involved in his professoring now? Right. That like he's, you know, not high level competing because it's hard to do both. Right. It's hard to be 
the guy who's like, I got to get my ice bath. I got to eat this. I got to eat this. I'm not worried about some, you know, Jeff's fucking uh, jiu-jitsu world league fucking fight a Saturday morning. Right, right. I'm going to get adjusted. I'm, you know, diet here, there, there. I got a photo shoot. Like it's hard to be high level. To be both is very, very difficult. So to me, I think it's more important to have a good professor. Right. But honestly, the name of a guy is going to bring in good rounds. Yeah. But starting off, a good professor can really teach you and who's really down for the cause. Right. The gym is his life. Right. Your success helps build his brand. You posting po- podium photos of gold medals helps build his gym. That's more important to me from the, from as being in the game for a while now, that's more important to me than actually having a school of somebody who like used to be in the UFC or whatever. I think a good um, example of exactly this guy's question would be um, you've got in Austin, you've got, you know, new wave. So you've got Dan, her, that's your coach. That's your, you know I mean? That's your world mm-hmm. champion coach right there. And then you've got the B team and it's like, it's essentially a school made up of all high level competitors. And there really isn't like, there's not a head, head coach, coach there. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they have guys come in and show shit and then right. all train. Right. And I think there's two different ways to do it. And I think that's more of like, a wrestling room mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a good example. That's more of like a yeah. wrestling room, American style training room. Right. Where Danaher's still an old school throwback jujitsu style. Right. Training style. Yeah. I think that's the two differences and whatever you prefer. Like I said, you go to B team, you're going to get a lot of fucking rounds. Right. And you're going to get smoked, smoked, smoked until you can't till someday you're like, wow, I didn't get smoked as hard. I think the answer to his question then would be, I think it depends on how you learn. Some people are, some people need to be taught, you know what I mean? Step-by-step from an individual instructor and and have somebody to bounce those questions off of. And some people are, uh, you know, on the fly learners and they learn by doing. Mm. So maybe if you are surrounded by a bunch of killers that are, you know, constantly on the mat and, you know, the class structure is like some technique, a lot of roles, and then afterwards some hanging out and some like, hey, can you show me that again? Like maybe that's your better better bet if that's how you learn. Right. Good question, bro. Good question, at MV. I think that's it, man. All right, man. What are you thinking? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so is you thinking what I'm thinking, bro? Um, Jump off the sleigh and uh, dive into the bushes. Dive into the bushes, fucking no pants on. <laughs> See you guys <laughs> next time, guys. Oh, so-